I'm Enrique Montiel. I'm a Global Director of uh, Technical Services for Anitalks. Um, our conversation today is about the consequences of the interventions we do in, uh, in, in feed, in poultry feed, and uh, on the microbiome, because ultimately, whatever we do with the microbiome will have a consequence in health and performance as well. So what we'll do today is that uh, probably we'll talk a little bit about the, the role of the microbiome on poultry health. Uh, there's extensive, ex extensive evidence in the literature that that balance of the different microorganisms that populate the intestinal tract in chicken has a consequence on health, immunity, and ultimately in performance. Now, this balance of the microbiome also has an important role in the integrity of the intestinal tissues. And then that integrity will determine the incidence of disease or not, and the probably what the extent of the performance traits that we expect in every type of bird, in meat or egg production. And the, the other, probably the ultimate consequence of what we do with the microbiome is how intervening to modify or to modulate this microbiome will have a consequence on, on gut health in the birds. So when we think about chickens and how the intestine of the chickens is populated, there's, uh, chickens are very precocial this way because whatever microflora a baby chick has will have come from the parent stock. And then this, this is not a very abundant number of microorganisms. The majority of what the, the chickens will get will come from the environment or will come from the intervention that we put in place. Uh, there is, there is a number of different bacteria that will populate the intestine and we need to know what they are and how they evolve along the life of the chicken. Uh, when we think about why do we need to worry about the microbiota or the microbiome in the intestinal tract of the chickens, uh, the, the coexistence of these, uh, all these bacteria in the intestine will determine how nutrients are digested, would determine health and also will, um, will play an, an important influence in terms of which bacteria are going to dominate. Because the principle of some of the interventions, like probiotics, for example, is to favor the proliferation of beneficial bacteria and exclude the harmful ones. So that's an important role of the microbiota in the intestine. A lot of the immune system is in the intestinal tissues of the chicken. An important, there's an important immunological role that happens at the intestinal level. So the, the balance on this microbiota will determine that the tissues are healthy and this immune, system, immune function can really happen. All together, this will maintain a balance that would uh, keep the equilibrium, the homeostasis in the intestine, 
and, and will keep uh, the tissues healthy. So, in another side, the flora that you have in the intestine of the chickens may be harmful because when you try to introduce new populations in the intestine or your population goes out of balance, these different microorganisms may compete for the nutrients that you're intending for the chicken or that you're intending for some of these bacteria to proliferate. So in going to this imbalance, then that would affect the digestion of nutrients and ultimately would affect the creation of tissues in terms of meat and in terms of eggs that you actually want to produce. Um, when you have uh, a healthy microbiota, the different cells in the intestine, each one will do its role. If, if that um, combination of bacteria is balanced, and it's not going specifically towards the one that can hurt the intestinal tissues, then each cell can do its role. For example, if you put too much toxin in the intestine of a bird, or you put simply a high load of bacteria, the goblet cells in the intestine will go crazy and produce a lot of mucus that will lead to other tissues. So, by, by keeping the balance, the intestinal tract can be in absorption mode, that is what you want to do, and not in defensive mode, because the defensive mode will take energy for the chicken to get rid of the insult. So preventing this uh, imbalance that in technical terms is called dysbiosis is, is tremendously important. And this is the, the goal of the majority of the interventions we do. So when, when we think of all these bacteria, maybe the majority of the bacteria you can find in the intestine are beneficial for the chickens. And these are bacteria that you want to have. And there's extensive research that is related to what these populations are and what do they potentially do in the intestine. So when we think on how we proceed in the industry to do that, normally there's several different ways these interventions can be done, but feed, because it goes directly to the intestinal tract, is, is probably the natural way to proceed with interventions. So. How do we do this? There's several different ways how we can do that. We can go the probiotic, and these, these options that I'm gonna mention are, are not mutually exclusive. Then we'll talk at the end, there may be combinations that we can do of the different strategies. So one strategy is that we introduce a beneficial bacteria that when it replicates in the intestine of the chicken, it would lead to uh, a better function, functioning of the intestinal tract and at the same time would exclude some of the harmful bacteria. Um, what can happen with these? The, that, that's probably the positive aspect of it. Some of the negative, negative aspect of it is that these new bacteria that we are intending to introduce may not proliferate in the intestine the way we do they may be difficult, I mean, they may have encountered difficulties to grow in the, in the intestine, and there may be some resistance 
that the chicken will put on for this bacteria to proliferate. So what, what we want to achieve with a probiotic is to have a set of bacteria that we know they're good and we know they have shown beneficial effects. Put them in the chicken and hopefully they will proliferate and exclude other bacteria. That, that doesn't always happen. And it, it can encounter several different obstacles how when on one side they don't proliferate, in the other side it's difficult to track that really the probiotic is doing very successful intervention for years that has been done in the industry. But in the practice, it may be difficult to track what you're actually achieving with it. Uh, another option, very widely spread in the industry, is the use of organic acids. Like the probiotics, the results that you obtain are variable because it depends on a multiplicity of different factors. So the ultimate goal or probably the two ultimate goals of using organic acids is on one side is getting rid of bacteria that cause detrimental effects or are harmful to the intestine and in the other side is the acidifying effect and the the uh, like the promoting of the balance that acidifying the uh, intestinal tract would bring uh, when we come to look in the literature, what happens with the results of the probiotics and the organic acids, although there's a lot of beneficial results shown, there's a lot of conflicting results too because this depends on a number of factors. Uh, when we look at monitoring the efficacy of the interventions, we take a variety of samples we can take little samples samples to see what kind of flora is in there and what kind of pH they have. Uh, we, we also need to look at the water quality because the water is another uh, conduit to bring uh, different bacteria into the operation. And do gut sampling, of course, intestinal samples, also two ways to see the bacteria population and to check the integrity of that intestine. We want to see that the, the cells are moving in the intestine and the balance of the different cells is right, that you're not producing a lot of mucus, for example, and all that. We do carcass rinses in the processing plant to see that the flow of bacteria from hatch to the processing plant that makes sense that we're not finding some bacteria in the grow out and different one in the processing and it's really the intervention we're doing is going all the way to processing. Altogether, uh, it, it can get cumbersome when you do an in intervention, it can get costly as well to do microbiome analysis at the laboratory level. Um, when you do all this testing, still a big question is left and is what contribution is this doing to your performance in the field? which is the ultimate goal. Another option to intervene in terms of the bacterial population or the microbiome in the intestine is to do feed sanitation. With feed sanitation, what you do, remember we talked about with the probiotics, we're introducing bacteria, beneficial bacteria. With the organic acids, we're controlling harmful bacteria to a degree, we're acidifying the intestine and contributing to the to the balance. With the feed sanitation, what we're doing is 
all together decreasing the bacterial load that is in the feed. So the bacterial load, decreasing the bacterial load will save the bird part of that defensive mode and probably promote more that they go in the absorption mode on one side. And in the other side, will provide uh, an overall decrease of the normal challenge and the birds will get from bacterial loads that come in the feed into chicken operations. Uh, the potential benefits again, I don't have every answer for that, but this can go several different avenues of how, how you uh, obtain benefit from it. But there's a couple of, uh, there's a couple of ways on how, how you get by doing feed sanitation. When, when you have any feed that you make at the feed meal, that feed will have a bacterial load. And that bacterial load will become part of all the factors chicken has to deal with. So when you do feed sanitation, you're simply decreasing that load and probably making some savings or allowing the chicken some space to use that energy that otherwise would be used to fight bacteria into promoting intestinal tissue health and probably, and probably performance. Um, so why do we think that sanitation, feed sanitation is an option uh, that will help health and performance? Uh, there's a couple of recent studies. This is a study conducted at Colorado Quality Research the columns are showing mortalities in different groups of, of brawlers that were challenged with Clostridium perfringens at 17 days of age. And what this is showing is this, these three groups were treated in the feed with a feed sanitizer of formaldehyde based, formaldehyde propionic acid, terpene feed sanitizer. This is our negative control, and this is the untreated challenge group. This is showing two columns per group because one column is the necrotic specific mortality and the other one is the overall mortality. So these all together indicates that simply by decreasing the bacterial load, the bird was better capable to deal with the uh, bacterial challenge with Clostridium perfringens and help decreasing uh, mortality costs, mortality additions caused by Clostridium challenge. Another way uh, to do this is to see, we, we took these groups and where the mortality was decreased and checked the performance indicators. The bars are indicative of the average body weight on the left and on the right is the feed conversion. Again, these three groups in both charts, these three groups were treated and this last group was the untreated control and this is the negative control that didn't get treatment challenge. You can see that in all three cases, feed sanitation improved the body weights and decreased feed conversion. So this is an initial evidence that if you decrease your bacterial load in the feed, you potentially enable the bird to respond better to one specific challenge that is important in the industry like Clostridium. Um, another aspect that makes us think that this is a valuable option, uh, that feed sanitation is an option to uh, control the microbiome and influence performance, these are brawler breeders. Uh, 
that were treated or not treated between 25 and 60 weeks of age. That's the egg production period of any uh, broiler breeder. So we saw here, this chart is self-explanatory. This chart indicates mortality, cumulative mortality of the birds between 25 and 60 weeks of age. The clear line is the untreated group. The solid black line is the treated one. The difference in mortality was about 4%, a little over 4% for the production life. That's a lot of additional chicks that you can produce and but coming back to our concept, that's an element to think that feed sanitation is an option that will impact the microbiome and would in turn affect positively affect performance. The two bars on the right indicate the amount of quality, uh, like grade A chicks, which is a measurement of chick quality. The, the chicks that came from the hens treated, which is on the right, 92% of the chicks were grade A, which is, these are perfect chicks that didn't have, didn't have any imperfection. On the left, the treated group had 90%. It is a small difference, but remember this is an experimental setting. So we saw that the decrease in bacterial loss in the feed contributed to a decreasing mortality and in turn contributed to a better quality of prey. So, if we if we think of uh, the what where do we go where, where do we leave our thoughts with interventions on the microbiome and where the impact of the intervention will hit so uh, I think like any good piece of research this is a is a question for, for the industry. I think it's well determined at this point that there's an undeniable positive effect of using probiotics. In the other hand, there's an undeniable evidence uh, that using organic acids and using feed sanitizers are options too. What we're going now is to say, if you decrease your overall bacterial load, is your probiotic going to work better? Is, is, it, is it an idea that you stagger and you think you sanitize your feed so your bacterial load is lower and then in turn you use a different compound in the different phases of feed manufacturing, for example, in the intake, in the raw materials, and then in the finished feed. The other thought about this is that Different probiotics work differently. So if you're decreasing your bacterial loads and your feed sanitizer is in fact compatible with your probiotic, which more sporulated probiotics will mix without a problem with feed sanitizers, would that be a step that would then allow that probiotic to do a better job in the intestine of the birds? I mean, these are, these are valuable questions Probably, probably the basic questions would be to evaluate where you're at right now, uh, uh, put measurements in place to say, am I, am I doing feed sanitation? Am I doing probiotic? Some people are doing combination. So how is that working? What am I using to conclude on that? 
is my evidence only at the feed mill level and at the laboratory level, or am I taking it all uh, to all the way to performance? A lot of consideration of feed interventions stop in the microbiological quality of feed or in the control of uh, undesirable bacteria like salmonella. Actually, the microbiome contributes directly to the functioning of the intestine that in turn is your engine in your chickens and will determine you will obtain the results you want in terms of meat production and egg production, producing fertile eggs, producing new chicks. And how, how do we combine these interventions is still, is still a, like a new step that we need to explore.